the vast majority of women do not get wet. Yeah, wet. no, no, and I'm or actually wet. really surprised this even made the news. I mean, this is a from the smallest show. room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Kings County, the borough so something they named it Brooklyn. Police were called to a suspected burglary at an abandoned building in Gravesend. Instead of the unarmed civilian they'd hoped to accidentally shoot, they found a cage containing eight healthy, well-fed Maltese mixed puppies. The dogs were wearing holiday sweaters, all of them holiday sweaters, like a bunch of married, heterosexual fags, celebrating their sameness, whimpering in their cage, a metaphor for their bourgeois prison, inescapable for puppies, tighter by the moment, stashed on the third floor of an abandoned building, which is America. When you abandon a dog in the Bronx, you stuff a pit bull in a suitcase, you leave him in a dumpster, and you roll that beautiful bean footage. But in the BK borough of homes and churches, well, is this animal cruelty or an art installation? The puppies have been collected by animal control, and within a couple of days will be eligible for adoption, just in time for an ill-advised Valentine's Day gift. And within about 10 days, they'll be eligible for an injection of sodium, sodium pentobarbital. From Gravesend, I'm Pat Dixon. Hey, what's happening, Jim? Hey, Pat, how are you? I'm very well. Jim Pogue joining me today. Happy to be here. Uh, Ex-laundry delivery driver, presumed disgruntled, allegedly the author of a rude and threatening message addressed uh, to a, quote, fat-assed woman in response to her bullshit Yelp review of a laundromat where he used to work. 34-year-old web developer and alleged fat bitch, Emma Story, argued on the phone with an employee of Laundry on 3rd about tardy laundry. But when the fat bitch started running her fat mouth on Yelp, saying at one point, I think it goes without saying that I will never use them again. That's when Jacob V. got involved. In a message, subject line, uh, your BS review. <laughs> Jacob writes, You fat bitch, you think you can post your bullshit review on Laundry on 3rd and no one will know? I know where you live, you fat bitch. <laughs> and now you're going to get taught a lesson to keep your fat mouth shut. <sighs> Take off your review or we will catch your ass. And then it's on. Yeah. Now, I'm, I, I feel that this story pretty much speaks only to New Yorkers. Because nowhere else in the world do they deliver your laundry to your house. Isn't it nice? It's a wonderful thing. Um, but it's this one, I'm sure, is baffling. Like, she's so upset that they don't bring your laundry to your house. Which, in New York, I know what she's talking about. I would be outraged, too. I know, shit, they didn't get it back on time. Yeah, they tell you it's going to be there on a certain day. And if you're like the rest of us, you time your laundry to where it's kind of almost at the dire stage. Well, I mean, that's why you have laundry day clothes. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. What, what are you wearing that for? You know, I'd say it's uh, the guy has uh, less of a life than than I do. Yeah, potentially. You know, I mean, and is isn't like, he? I mean, he's not even this an is employee. A for, it's a, he's yeah. a, that's what I mean. He's a former employee of a of a laundromat that he doesn't even. Uh, you know, like why does he care? Well, I think what it is is he is trying to give them bad publicity online. That is what he to is trying to ruin do. Ruin their reputation. My question was as though is you know you were working at a laundromat. This cannot be the first time you've been fired. Well, yeah, you wouldn't think it would be plan A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's how bitter do you really get over losing what probably is one of the shittiest jobs in the world? I don't know, just delivering laundry, driving it around. Uh, do you even uh, like to be in a laundromat, though? I can't stand it. Well, that's why I dropped my laundry off the day that I found out you could just drop it off. Isn't that the most... It, it's it's incredible. I was like, wait a second, I can leave this and you'll wash it. I don't mean dry clean. I was like, no, no, no. I live in a building that has laundry on site, and, and I, was I like, still how, regularly I was like, drop it off. I was like... How much is it? It must be fifty dollars, right? <laughs> no, it's like five dollars more. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's a decision made for all time. Well, Story uh, took her fat ass to the sixty-eighth precinct, and she ran her fat mouth again. This time, yelping to the cops. She says the idea that some driver might be using me to get back at his former boss is particularly vexing for me. And he says, I know where you live. I mean, that's that's actually aggravated harassment. Well, that's exactly what the cops said. And uh, and uh, the delivery guy has been to our apartment 50 times, she said. So he knows exactly where I live. And uh, we will have no developments on this story ever. 
No, no, this is this this is the most interesting part has happened. In a development that has Lois Lane jumping for joy, Spider-Man will not be tried in the assault of a police officer. I hear people freaking out. I know. I, know. I was about to say, you did that intentionally, <laughs> didn't you? Because, yeah, you know that there's a million's mother's basements that it's just erupted MJ with a hoarse cry of outrage. <laughs> Even I would have known that. Yeah. Yeah, this is in... Uh, I didn't in, know what Spider's girlfriend was. I just knew it wasn't well, Lois Lynn. I just resent having to do the research, you know, and I said, you know what? Yes, I looked it up. This has MJ Watson theoretically jumping for joy. He will not be tried in the assault of a police officer. Now, when the police tried to arrest 25-year-old Times Square web slinger, uh, the, the guy for soliciting tips... He allegedly clocked the cop, even broke his glasses. Uh, Spider-Man, that's Junior Bishop, was charged with assault, criminal mischief, and resisting arrest. Because with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And and, and playing off a joke you made in a previous episode about this story, um, now he can return to playing harmonica with Sonny Terry and Muddy Waters. <laughs> Junior Bishop. That guy really can wail. Well, the case has been inexplicably dropped, and Bishop will not even be held responsible. It's probably appropriate he's not being held responsible because he also doesn't have great power. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're saying he dropped it on speedy trial grounds, and I love how... I think it was actually spidey trial grounds. (laughs) What is speedy trial grounds? Really backed into that one, didn't Mm -hmm. I? Um... No, uh, speedy trial is there's a certain designated period of time in which the DA has to bring the case to trial, barring a consent of waiving that time by the defense. And for a misdemeanor, which is this may have been or a felony, felony is six months, misdemeanor is 90 days. No kidding. And, um, you know, obviously these cases pend around years because the defense takes adjournments to prepare for trial and things like that, but... They're acting on the post like it's inexplicably dismissed. Well, no, it was dismissed because the DA simply didn't get ready in time. Oh, they don't want to say that. Yeah, they for some reason they don't, but it's that's really what happened. That's what being dismissed on speedy trial grounds. The defense didn't consent to adjournments for 90 days or six months, and the district attorney had no explanation as to why they weren't ready, and it was dismissed. And then chumps like me walking around believing Outraged. the post. Yeah. Prosecutors didn't give a reason for the unusual move, it yeah, says. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's just, they just they just uh, dropped the ball and re, uh, ran out of time. I know there may Wasn't be a that big of, of a deal. And there may not be that lot of reasons for that. I mean, maybe, maybe Spider-Man's got the goods on him. Yeah, maybe there was a complaint against the police officer. Maybe the police officer just isn't available. Maybe he quit. Maybe he was on vacation for a good period. Maybe the guy's racist against superheroes. Who isn't? Or spiders you know if he hates spiders on bainbridge avenue in the boogie d steps away from the botanical g a sleeping girl was attacked by her schizophrenic uncle before 30 a.m 28 year old jonathan salinas anything for salinas poured boiling oil on the girl burning her face chest and arms the the disturbed uncle he has a he has a history of violence against his family you know why can't i just have a regular uncle just yeah, wants to molest me? i guess every yeah i'm about to say what happened to creepy uncle yeah can't you just touch me in my Not private violent places? oil burning uncle <laughs> would, if you give me you know maybe that's what it was it was it was he heated up some lube <laughs> side note uh bainbridge avenue is about the only place i've ever really spent any significant amount of time in the bronx really yeah there was a uh, there I used see, i go there all the time oh, I'm Always in the Bronx, kicking it. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Chilling. Yep. What did you do on Bainbridge? Uh, There used to be a large Irish expat community up there, and I would go up there to drink. A lot of good (laughs) Irish bars along Bainbridge Avenue, and there was some of the best rock and roll in the city. Black 47, one of my favorite bands, got their start up there. Mm -hmm. Um, Enough with your promoting. No, 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 I'm saying a lot lot of nice stuff. It's sad to see how far it's fallen. You mean, uh, what do you mean by fallen? You mean uh, there's not enough Irish people there for you now? Yeah. A.K.A. white people? Or the greatest people in the world. Oh, I see. They're better than other people. Whoa, hold on. You're talking about Irish people when you say that, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) I just had to clarify. Uh, you don't want to be, uh, you know, saying that white people are the best no, people no, in the no, world. No, 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 no. White people often We're I the worst like. people in the world. Yeah, we really white are. People, I hate being white. Literally everywhere we've ever gone, we pretty much wiped out whatever was there. And that's our good point. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that's, that's the progress we bring. 
it's it's the other part of it you know hey uh and and i am imagining you up there in the Bron- uh, in the bronx like standing around like a like a burning garbage can with four other dudes you know yeah like, that's right? me that's me yeah <laughs> no actually what it really was was there was um you would go up to bainbridge on like the mickey, uh, like a mickey's big mouth maybe on the six train and um there was there was literally one stop that we used to call the whitey express where all the irish people getting off of work or just looking up to drink would get off at and you would dare not venture out of that about Eight nine block. Radius. Ironic because the six train is a local. Yep. So you take the Whitey Express on the six local. Yep. And then jump off at what stop? Well, and stop? the six is the Whitey local when you go downtown. It's the Upper East Side all the way down to like Murray Hill. That you is the com- whitest train. You see a completely different crowd around. You know, about one hundred twenty fifth. Well, yeah, but I mean, like from one hundred twenty fifth and and lower on the the six train and the four train, virtually the same lines, but just they just. They, there's fewer stops in Manhattan mm-hmm. on the four or five. Yep. And so, uh, here's how the six fewer, would go: fewer, fewer white people. I, I was take, I, I which would is us- why I always take it. Yeah, I would usually catch it around. Faster. I would usually catch the six around Union Square. About ninety sixth was the last of the Manhattan white people. All the white people that would be left were the ex Irish, expat Irish, or their children, or those who just like to listen to the music and mm. get drunk. And we would all get off, and I cannot. I think it's like one forty-sixth or something. I cannot remember the name of the stop for the life of me now. But it was on Bainbridge Avenue, and there was a wonderful series of Irish bars and restaurants along there. I hear they're all gone now. Oh, well, it's such a it's such a shame that all those alcoholics now have to just uh, stay home. Arthur Broadway. Avenue's up there too, and they have a large Italian community. You know, I hear the best Italian food in the city is in Arthur Avenue. There's so much good to say to recommend the Bronx. You know, the Bronx is uh, it's, it's just an amazing place. It's a, it's a very diverse place. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on there, and it's a very it's a large area geographically, the largest borough, I believe. Geographically, uh, yes. Population, no. Population, it's like third, I think. Actually, no. I think Queens is actually larger geographically. Mm. But it's it's large. It's it's it's, it's, big. it's definitely bigger than than Staten Island, and I think it, it might have more than Manhattan. A Manhattan's like a million something, so it's more than oh, Staten people? Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I don't know what size it is in population. I know well, Brooklyn we could have easily solved this by looking it up before. Yeah, and this is actually really delved to well, quite Uncle boring. Sh- Uncle Sh- Uncle Schizo is charged now with five felony counts of assault, a possession of a weapon, and endangering the welfare of a child. He was released without bail because <laughs> the judge hates nieces. <laughs> Obviously, the injuries were not nearly as bad as the post is making it sound. Burned on her arms. Well, why would he even be arrested if they weren't severe? Well, because this is clearly at least an attempted assault, and it probably would qualify enough for an assault, but it doesn't sound like it was a felony. I mean, even in the Bronx, I five, don't see a judge letting a guy felony go. Five felony counts. It says five felony counts. Five, five felony of counts weapon. are often several subsections of the same felony count, but I mean... I, I'm very surprised the judge let him go, even in the Bronx, on stuff like this, especially obviously seeing the post reporter combing around the courtroom. Schizophrenic. Uh, maybe he makes uh, an exception, you know. Uh, in, our, in India, they're called untouchables. In France, SDFs. That's sans domicile vix. In New York City, we call them homeless. And when you don't have a domicile and you're untouchable, well, sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands. A member of the horny homeless cast was hauled in for pleasuring himself in front of a 21-year-old woman. Now, he'll be masturbating in jail. It happened at 8 a.m., Irving Avenue, Brooklyn. A dreadlocked man, 37-year-old Anton Liverpool, walked up to a woman, dropped his pants, began to masturbate. The early bird gets the worm. Anton Liverpool executing the perfect crime, except he forgot one thing. What's that? Nothing is 100% true all the time, but it's safe to say that when this occurs, the vast majority of women do not get wet. Yeah, wet. no, no. And I'm or actually wet. really surprised this even made the news. I mean, this is a story so a. common in New York. It clearly was a slow day that day. Well, I mean, it's it's newsworthy. What are you talking about? I mean, I've known at least I can think of ten people off the top of my head who've seen the subway, who've seen subway masturbators. Sexual assault. This wasn't on the subway. No, oh, just in the street. He was also caught by an undercover cop. Who, uh, you know, my, seem, they, they, they seem to be focusing on that. Like, a lot of undercover cops can be doing good things these days. It's really interesting. They blew her... Not undercover, I'm sorry. Off-duty. Oh, off-duty. Duty. Okay. Off-duty cop. Hey, I was like, because it would be a really interesting way to blow your undercover status. Yeah. I'm Masturbating guy, about to take down a drug ring. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you mean like they don't go undercover to catch these public beat Yeah, apparently not. Well, uh, he's also charged with forcible touching in another case. So he's a, he's a serial offender, I yeah, guess. It sounds like he's a, a compulsive offender. He, he walked up to a 17-year-old girl, began massaging her shoulders, and then he allegedly squeezed her buttocks. Well, I'm sure that he would just say he was working her glutes. The massage <laughs> defense. Hey, by the way, the retired Staten Island janitor, Greek John Cambacakis, uh, was found by police in Daytona Beach. Yeah, I heard this. Yes. Greek, uh, was uh, he disappeared days before the Super Bowl after taking in $25,000 in cash for gambling pools. He was running for the big game, uh, and police uh, couldn't say what happened to the money. Hmm. Police sources did tell the Post that Cambacakis, uh, the Greek retired janitor, quote, has a gambling problem. Nobody's going to chase him down for 10 or 15 bucks. No. You know, and that's how everybody's individually in for small amounts of money. I also, I mean, when he's made 25,000 running pools for other people, I really think you're taking a loose definition of a gambling problem. <laughs> Seems like he's taking advantages of other people's gambling problems. No, he he absconded with funds that he owed them. Oh, okay. That makes it much clearer. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, well, and Bro- you know, and you know, gamblers who are owed mm-hmm. money; those are a reasonable lot of people. Well, that's what I was saying. These are people; they're not the kind of gamblers. They're, they're people who bought a pool, and yeah. probably their number didn't come in anyway. There's only a couple people he owed money to. I, I mean, that goes to people. Yeah, they, that he owes like fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and how many would he? Have? I don't know how many he was running. That would be the thing, right? A bunch of small ones. So the big prize is only like 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, my first wife kept winning those. Did she really? She she would, every year on the Super Bowl, she'd win a big prize. Did she know anything about football at all? No. Yeah, she it's just, always that person that wins. Just pick a number. It's like the college basketball thing. It's always the ditzy secretary at the office. Like, I pick the team names I like the best. <laughs> Sorry about delving too deeply into my personal life. Yeah. In Brooklyn, a cabbie is accused of raping a passenger. Charges could put him away for 25 years. 26-year-old cabbie Esau S. Alusalmi picked up the street hail in his green borough, raped by a green borough taxi driver. All the more uh, humiliating. Green borough taxi. Those are new. I guess you could conceivably blame this on uh, Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, you certainly could. Mm-hmm. He's the one who brought him in. I mean, there's somebody who has a cabbie license who's going to be paying out a quite an insurance payout. Or is a that medallion. The yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever owns the medallion. Yeah, I would think so. Now, how much is a, medall- a medallion for these green ones is not as high, right? No, not nearly. Um, they initially were offered at $1,500 a piece. Mm-hmm. And they're now, you could sell them for around twenty five, thirty thousand. dollars 30000 That's a lot of appreciation. That is a lot of appreciation. But when you think a yellow cab medallion, the Which ones are, that are famous, are, last one was sold at like $1.2 million. Yeah, and that's uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, whoever got that was, like, thrilled. Yeah, I mean, and then, then Bloomberg introduced green cabs, which everybody thinks is going to drive the cost of those down. So that guy is not as thrilled. Anymore. I don't think it's going to do that. Well, court papers state that he pulled over and he got into the back seat uh, with her. And, like, he, he when he picked her up, he, he you know, like I said, he... Uh, he was driving down the street. He pulled around. Uh, he's in the cab. He locks the doors. This is according to the Brooklyn prosecutor, Wilfredo Cotto. You know Wilfredo Cotto? I do, yes. But Am I, I think pronouncing he was, that right? I only know Wilfredo at arraignments, so my guess is that he just gave the brief statement and won't be the full-time prosecutor on this case. But I do know Wilfredo Cotto. He says he's in the cab, he locks the doors, and then he gets in the back and rapes her. Well, he states it pretty plainly. Yeah, they, um, they, uh, they definitely... Um, this is just Wilfredo Reed. Afterwards, he tells her to go get him cigarettes, and she immediately outcries. The defendant pulls off with the complainant's purse. Uh, the officers observe the defendant running several red lights, and then he was taken to a station house where he was placed under arrest for uh, robbery. There's actually a he very... was only uh, he was arrested for robbery at this point. Yes. Now, just to just to be clear. Uh, the rape was un- unreported at this point. It was only uh, he was only reported for the for running off with her purse. Now, uh, the the story uh, so far, uh, you know, like he he climbs in the back, he locks the doors at first, he lo- and he climbs in the back and he rapes her. Is it more difficult or less difficult? Do you think to rape somebody in the back seat of a cab? Um. I'm more curious about the locking the doors first, because I think the transition period would be the most difficult there. Getting over both of the individual seats into the back bench. 
I think raping uh, somebody in the back of a cab versus an ordinary car would be very much easier. It's well, a large bench. Well, yeah, I don't mean as opposed to a regular car, but just as opposed to like, uh, you know, like say you got like a like a park where it's open. You know what I mean? Like in, in a yeah, cab I mean you could obviously up, conceal things. I think a little easier, although you couldn't a park too. I, I I've never really thought it much and. Don't bullshit this, me, This will Jim. be the very end of my thinking on it. Um, what's interesting about what, what Cotto said there was he, he used two kind of magic legal words. Oh, did he? Okay. He said immediate outcry. That she immediately is, outcries. Yes, that is a, that is a very specific term, mm -hmm. which is an exception to the hearsay rule. Okay, tell me about it. Okay, what happens is, you know, I, this is, this is going to sound a little boring here, but hearsay is any out-of-court statement that you're offering for the truth. Spare me the legal jargon. So basically, Tell me the Pat, meaning of hearsay. Yeah, so basically, Pat, if you went into court mm -hmm. and testified, well, I heard Jim say, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be allowed to say what I said because it happened out of court and you're trying to offer it for whatever I said is a true. There are exceptions to this rule. Mm -hmm. One of which is an immediate outcry. When somebody suffered a violent crime, most often it's affiliated with a sexual assault, rape. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody makes an immediate outcry, that is, even if they later change their mind and don't want to testify or if they don't recall saying it, whoever heard them say it can come and testify as if it were true. Because it was an immediate outcry. Because it was an immediate outcry. It's usually common in child sexual abuse cases where the first adult they get around is allowed to testify as to what the child said. I see. So uh, then how will that help her? It makes me think that, as you stated, the rape wasn't wasn't reported early on. He's trying to fight down allegations that it wasn't a rape because she didn't report it early because she probably said something about being raped after getting out of the cab that was overheard by someone else so, immediately after this occurred. Okay, so she got out and immediately cried rape and then called the cops and only reported a robbery. Yes. And I'm just saying this is these are facts of story. So the officer, uh, they, the, he, he's pulled over, and, and so, like... Uh, yeah, she said that. By the way, uh, her statement that, um, and she's obviously not identified. Uh, she's identified in the Daily News as the brave survivor. Um, she's no, no, no characterizations there. No, no, not at all. I mean, the Daily News is uh, is is completely impartial in the story. It left her traumatized. Said now, the woman added, she hopes her her, her ordeal uh, would lead to the installations of glass partitions. In all taxis. She says these green cabs don't have separators the way uh, yellow cabs Which do. Which isn't true. And that's why someone could climb from the front to the back. Some of them do. I've never been in... I, I take green cabs a lot, and mm -hmm. I've yet to be in one that didn't look exactly like a yellow cab on the inside. Right. Well, she, I guess, she, she makes it sound like the Wild West. I actually think what she really was probably in was one of those gypsy cabs that they've taken to painting green. <laughs> oh, see, now that I didn't know about yeah, out, out where I live, there's a lot of gypsy cabs that have been painted green, but don't I don't have think the it's a gypsy TLC. cab. Oh, you know what? Okay, because she does say that she tried to run her card and it didn't work, and then they agreed on a price. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing he would have. It's like some machine that doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. But he's just a gypsy cab driver. Uh, it's interesting, yeah. So, that, I don't so forget everything about the medallions then. Yeah, I guess that is relatively pointless, but thinking about this, I mean, did they even mention medallion in the story? I don't no, know. They, they would say well, medallion no. driver often. Oh, they, no, they, they didn't. So, uh, Which she, actually means that her lawsuit, Willie, is not going to be as hopeful as you might think. People think that, the, that they live in these safe neighborhoods, she says. Uh, no neighborhood is safe from this. I was lucky they caught him. She says uh, it was just hell. The 33-year-old, she's a 33-year-old um, uh, victim of this attack. She told the Daily News, she said, I'm gay. She added, I, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had, I don't know why. She said, I haven't had sex with a man in over 10 years. I think that makes rape worse. Must. Yeah, I guess so. It must. If you're, yeah, you're like, figure some of these other women are used to it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like, I, <laughs> if you're used to That's cock. a detail that she adds that's really, huh? <laughs> so it's okay to rape pedero women. I think it's. I, I'll let her statement speak for itself. Yeah. You know, I'm gay. I've had sex with a man over ten years. She said it was hell. She says when it was over, he just got back to the front of the car and started driving. I uh, did he? I guess he climbed back through the partition and started driving again. She said at that time, I don't think I was even saying anything. I just said, "Can you take me home?" Instead, after driving a few blocks, Alu Saimi pulled over again. He told her to get out. He said he gave her. She said that he gave her ten dollars and told her to buy him a pack of cigarettes from a nearby deli. 
I uh, assume he knows a place. <laughs> Those are not. Uh, yeah, yeah, ten dollars. I mean, it's ten. It's it's a shame that ten dollars was you know is a doubtful price for cigarettes. Yeah, that's. Huh? I mean, yeah, you're really. That's like that's like Lucky Strike filterless there. <laughs> oh well, that, that's a premium cigarette. By is the way. it really? Oh yeah, LSMFT. Oh really? Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Oh yes. I, I, although uh, some of the guys I, I used to smoke, they would say it was Lucky Strike. They say LSMFT. That's on the bottom of the of the, of the uh, pack of cigarettes. Lucky Strike, motherfucking tough. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> when I smoked, it was yeah, camels. They're dead so. now. Camels, yes. Yeah. Camel. Well, Lucky Strikes uh, also a, a fine tobacco product. If you're, in, I haven't smoked now in uh, Jesus twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, about yeah. the same here. Still, I could have one right now. Easily, I could have one right now. I think about having one four times a day. Kids, if you don't smoke yet, then uh, do it for a little while just to see how bad it is. We're really <laughs> inspirational to people that are trying hard to quit. We're one of those. Oh, you never miss. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she said. Years later, she said, "I thought I can get away, and then, uh, but as soon as I opened the door, I didn't think fast enough to grab my bag, so he just bolts off, leaving me raped and robbed." Sounds like we have a new victims advocate, doesn't it? Yes, it could be. I think. That I she's think taking her the, em, the is, place of Emma Salkowicz, the mattress girl. Yeah, I think. I think she's going to found a nonprofit. I think you're right. I think she's going to be. Uh, I think she's going to be a good voice in uh, for the cabbie rape for the, for the for, yeah people who get raped by these, but for the green ones in particular. The she admitted that I at still first, think it's a jippo. She did admit at first that she was uh, reluctant to call nine one one. She said her friend, with whom she had been texting before the assault, persuaded her to call the cops. Hence the immediate outcry. I feel yeah. What this is probably your immediate outcry. I don't understand. Oh, that's the outcry. Yeah. Is the text. text. Yeah. Ah, she didn't even jump out and scream rape. She, she may have, but, you know, my guess is it's probably these text messages that Wilfredo's laying the groundwork. What if it was like one of those autocomplete things where she meant to, I just got robbed and it came out raped and she's like, just going with it? <laughs> I don't know. Be an interesting argument, actually. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I doubt that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously. But the victim first reported only the robbery, and shortly after her call, the cops stopped Alu Saimi for running a red light just a few feet from the 76th Precinct Station House in Carroll Gardens. Well, that's uh, that worked out well. A nice neighborhood down He appeared there. nervous, and he matched the description of the robber that the victim had given. Needless to say, he also had her bag. He told the officer his reasoning for running the red light was he was returning a passenger's property to the precinct. Interesting. Uh, that's what, according to a police spokesman. And the cops brought him to the station house, so he knew where it was. <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's a great excuse also. I was like, I'm returning a customer's bag. You know, the one that you just found in the back of my cab. <laughs> yes, I'm returning it. Uh, other officers visited the victim in person to take the robbery report and then brought her to the 76 precinct station house, where she then reported the rape. I guess that's what it is. is she had the immediate outcry of the text, and the friend persuaded her to report the rape yep. when she got there. So once confronted with the rape accusation, Alu Saimi uh, sickeningly said, according to the Daily News, I think it was sickening, he said uh, she wanted it, according yep. to a source. You know what, though? Did you see the pictures of him? I see the pictures of him. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he fucking did it. <laughs> you're, you're racist. No, no, That's no. It's it not, it's not racist. Look at that fucking suit. You're suitist. Yeah, I am a suitist. Oh, really, Pat? In all the years you've known me, you didn't know that that I would judge you, somebody based on their clothing. Let me ask you. Well, what do you pay for a suit? Me? Yeah, well, quite a bit. Well, I, mean, I pay around eight hundred to two thousand. I never pay more than two and a quarter for a suit. I'll tell you why. Because if I do, I'm going to start feeling weird about sleeping in it. No. <laughs> Occasionally, you doze off. No, but I mean, it's got the big collars. It's red and blue. He's got these dumbass fucking giant Ray-Bans, and he's pointing with his finger. It is the definition of, like, a cab-driving version of Pepe Le Pew. I, can't, I think he's rapey. Well, you know, I, I, you're calling Pepe Le Pew a rapist? Uh, yes. If ever there was a more rapey cartoon character in the history of rapey cartoon characters, it was Pepe Le Pew. He's got a nice suit, though. His 33-year-old victim blasted the claim, saying to the Daily News, I don't know if there's much more of a cliché textbook defense by a rapist. Yes, that's, that's also very true. But what else would you say? if you actually, Exactly. You know what I mean? There's, Of course it's textbook. Of course it's, it's like, because you, well, yeah. I mean, there's a rape, look, at the rape kit was done, so there's going to be his semen insider. There's also going to be bruising that indicates penetrative sex occurred. That bruising may be... you're hitting it right, you know? Yeah, I mean, the bruising may be dispositive of whether it was rape or consensual sex, but often isn't. But 
Yeah, you got to come bruise, up with something. If, if it's bruising in like a heart shape, you know that it was actually <laughs> consensual. What I mean, a, a rape kit, yeah, it just demonstrates that, that sex occurred. And and I guess if there's like, uh, if if there's a lot of his DNA under her fingernails for scratching or something like that, I'm trying to think of like, I, I don't, no, I'm not there, a big fan of the uh, SVU and stuff. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's things like that. No, there's there's rare occasions I've seen, not rare, some occasions where if you if you have the right experts, they can actually relatively well determine from a solid rape kit and photos of the genital area. Uh, how consensual or how essentially turned on she was is really what they're often looking so at. So is it are there degrees of uh, consent? Um, always there's degrees of consent, but... Really? Well, I mean, of course there's degrees of consent. How often do you see a rape case that started out as consensual sex and then something happened that pushed it over the edge and into a rape territory? Right, but I mean, the current thinking would be that it, it's, you know, no means no, consent is, it's either consensual or not, uh, and rape is rape. Well, and I mean, that's always been the problem with all of the current thinking. It's, it's, the problem I have with the current thinking is not so much that, you know, you should do things to accommodate the victims of rape. That's, of course you shouldn't. It's obviously a very traumatic crime, and one of the more traumatic and gender-specific crimes. It's much harder to rape men in general. And, and it is excellent to see but that, does happen. that more resources are being allocated and, and there is more sensitivity given to the, of course, the, the report of it's, rape. It's really good to see those things. My problem is I kind of keep wondering what all these victim advocates' end game is. Do you want to just sort of circumvent the entire system of justice so that rape victims aren't put under the trauma of having to testify and back up their accusations? Yes. I mean, is that really what the point is? And then that's not really justice. That's not really fairness. That's not really a fair legal system. And that's the problem I have with the current thinking. But obviously there can be, you know, guys, they're having consensual sex. He turns her over and starts anally penetrating her, her saying no or her clinching and shouting. And, you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's a degree of rape. Then you have bruising around the anus. And usually have tearing. A different thing. And tearing. You usually have tearing. Yeah. Well, anal I mean, rape, you usually have tearing. I've, I've, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, I think actually, what you masturbate to is your own business. I, I, I know, <laughs> trust me on some of these, man. <laughs> so uh, she says that, uh, that you know, that, that she literally felt sick to her stomach after hearing about the alleged uh, attacker's statement. I would like to think that's not going to hold a lot of weight. She's got a lot of cliches down solid. I would like to think people are smarter than that. Um, well, yes, She's course. an interesting victim. She uh, appeared, her photo in the paper, but she had her hands over her face, um, which uh, she didn't want to re reveal her identity, but revealing her hair length, et cetera, was no problem. Yes, and, no. Uh, she, I, I guess, uh, I wonder, uh, here's my question. I wonder, orientation. I wonder if she bought uh, 10 or 15 copies of that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cover of the Rolling Stone, it's, like it's like a <laughs> huge photo in the in the paper, you know, I mean, like, and... and I don't know. I, I uh, probably, but but the, if if you have your photograph taken, then you want it. Obviously, you expect it to be printed. No, she's definitely a victim that is not shy about speaking to the press and making her opinions on things known. Mm -hmm. I mean, you. I kind of wonder if this is a new social media version of victim, where we're very used to sharing things and like to put our opinions out on things to anybody who can listen or I'm, I'm curious as to if she's if she's just that kind of person that's very forward very dramatic type person but it's it's interesting you don't often see this from rape victims she says how classic is that that's so cliche the appalled victim fired back when reached by a reporter it's almost damning it's <laughs> she says it's almost damning him that that's his defense now that that I don't understand that that could, you know, that that's like, well, the fact that you even say that proves all the more that you did it. I mean, this is... I don't know. I mean, As uh, for the defense, I don't really see anything particularly great or bad about it. It's kind of all you got. She also showed real-time text messages she sent to a friend, uh, first mentioning the cabbie's comments, and later, uh, like, apparently, yeah, he started off with comments. Now, that's something that women say they're used to from cab drivers. They often will, um, you know, it's like, well, so you, uh, you got a boyfriend? And, uh, you know, they ask uh, various questions. This guy was uh, from Yemen, and um, he, he actually used a translator to, uh, to I, don't know, I don't know. Well, isn't I, I don't, that I don't an know interesting how, detail? I don't know how good his rap was, uh, <laughs> but she said uh, that... Um, she uh the, the guy was talking to her and then uh, she mentioned that to the friend and then she later said in all caps i just got effing raped uh she probably actually used the f word i would guess all caps um 
That'd be great if she didn't, though. She like edited, <laughs> like, like censored herself, for, for, <laughs> like the ampersand and yeah, like, yeah. a little cloud or something. Uh, well, defense attorney Young Me Lee asked that Alu Saimi get a lower bail, arguing that he supports his mother and younger siblings. Uh, there's also a question as to consent as to what the complainant asked for when she got in the cab. Lee said, "Now there can be confusion. Did she say?" Uh, take me to 4912 Vernon Boulevard, or did she say, uh, take me one o'clock in my mouth? Well, and I'd also, can I be racist? They sound the same. May I? Well, if you ask my permission, it's almost like I'm being racist, so don't. Okay. I mean, don't ask me. I'm just saying, do as you (laughs) wish. No, I'm always going to ask, but... uh... Because, I mean, I think that, 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 that men from the Middle East are really known for their sensitivity towards women. Oh, yes. I think they're really known as interpreting them correctly, and they're really really very tolerant of uh of um the sexual mores of the united states if you're listening in dubai and you've committed a crime you're visiting new york city talk to jim polk mazzy and polk uh, jim uh is is capable of really defending any crime whether you did it or not absolutely uh, jim is willing to take any case he's demonstrated that over and over absolutely. and whether you're innocent guilty it doesn't matter the point as long is as your credit card clears you deserve to be represented under the law and uh and and this is the guy to do it jim polk well thank you his record is uh it speaks for itself my neo-racist comments lead right into my ad now listen jim uh you probably have a phone number people can reach you at yes i do 516-280-9035 516-280-9035 is that, that right correct you got it first that's, time out that's 917 justice no 516 <laughs> and not justice well the, although i'd be curious who you got it 917 no, justice that, that would be uh that would probably be howard yeah. Uh, no, if uh, Howard Howard was way too late to the game to get that phone number. Oh yeah, Ooh. I saw Howard the other day though. He'd, he'd like to do the show again. So I want to have Howard on. on the show. Uh, How, we're talking, of course, about Howard Greenberg, defender uh, of of criminals as well, and a great guy and a great guest. We had him on at Seska with the uh, Libby Kletsky murder. Yeah, and we had we had his partner Jason Elder. Just saw him too. He said the same thing. So great guy. We'll have to do him. So. So did he say, did she say, uh, say, how can you be confused there? I mean, the driver says it was consensual. She wanted it. Uh, and that's what young me says. You, do you think young me has a mentor? Do you think that the that mentor was <laughs> says, you know, me? you know, young me, you remind me of a young me. <laughs> <laughs> I know her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen her a few times in court. She has a pedigree as a criminal defense attorney. I mean, she, she knows what to do. I, I, I can't really attest to her quality one way or another as I've never really seen her do a trial or hearing or anything. But, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, she pegs this defense for what it is. It's you, you, sex clearly occurred. At least some form of penetration of her vagina occurred, or it probably wouldn't have gotten the rape charge sustained on what she said. So you got to come up with a defense, and that's probably your best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it speaks to what a great city we live in. You know, we have a, a, a driver from Yemen who's being represented by an Asian woman, presumably. Uh, who raped a, a lesbian. Who raped a lesbian, yes. It's a, it's a very inclusive case. Melting and pot. If only they could all hold hands and, and agree not to forcibly have sex with each other. Just for a little while. Oh, and a judge by an Italian, I guess, maybe. Oh, I don't know. what Matalbano. Yeah, that's Italian. Yes. Brooklyn criminal court judge Rose Marie Montalbano. She ordered Alusa. You mean not to have any contact with his alleged victim? Do you understand? She asked. Yes, said the diminutive driver. Diminutive. Diminutive. He's small. Speaking uh, for the only time during the brief hearing, he was arraigned on charges including uh, rape in the first degree, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. Now, we talked about a sexual assault there for a mighty long time. Uh, nice to move on to another story about rape ah. in the Boogie Down B, home of Chaz P in the setting for the movie A Bronx Tea. A teacher's aide arrested on rape charges. Ela tuvo sexo con el en su departamento. Let me try that again. Yeah, dude, I, th- I think Ela tuvo well. sexo con el en su departamento. That's right. She allegedly bedded a 14-year-old boy several times. At her apartment, 29-year-old uh, Maria Contreras is the teacher's aide. This started November 11th. The accused rapist is a, a substitute, a paraprofessional at the Bronx Academy of Letters. It sounds very distinguished. Isn't he so, a special ed student? He's though? special. Yes. A boy later told one of his parents 
And uh, she was charged with rape with a victim under 15 and engaging in a criminal sex act. Uh, she says he's lying. Yeah, she does. She's she very points out that he's a special needs child with serious behaviorism issues. Yes. <laughs> Talk about blaming the victim. Great defense. That Get a load of this retired defense. Which is actually often a really great defense when push comes to shove. It doesn't win you any popularity in the papers. But when you get a when you when you get the subject to cross examine someone like this, things go all over the place. And more, you mean the victim blaming? Yeah, no, no. When you get to cross examine the victim on a case like this, uh-huh. their testimony is almost always terrible. But oh, you mean a special person? Their yeah. testimony is almost always terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, but <laughs> but then again, keep this in mind in New York City. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wait. Hold on. I mean, let me finish what the whole do you thought. Expect? No, let me finish the whole thought. <laughs> That's why it doesn't win you any friends in the paper, but I guarantee you they're going to have a very hard time making out this if she takes this case to trial. Do you open every question with, hey, stupid? <laughs> no, but you do say... <laughs> over here, over oh, here, look. <laughs> it occurred on what date, what time, things like this. People normally get confused about this, and you have someone who's lower functioning. It's it's a nightmare for a prosecutor. Mm, well, can't he just say, like, hey, hold on, you know? I mean, like, you're going to use my history against me. I thought that was, like, not okay. To use somebody's behavioral history to justify a rape. No, behavioral history you can. It's sexual history you can't. That's what's very... You're confusing the rape shield laws. Isn't that behavioral? Um, Yes, except for that if he has a history of lying, if he has a history of making false allegations, if he has a history of aggression, those are all things that are very relevant and are not protected under rape shield laws. But if he has a history of fucking everybody, that's protected. Yeah, unless uh, makes a lot of sense. prior contact with her, except for you'd never really consent to that because that's what she's on trial for. Well, according to him, this teacher is the one with behaviorism issues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your behaviorism. Although I did look into the special ed system in New York City. Apparently, a lot of kids that are just angry or bullying or problem children are often just called special children. Okay. Well, he's special needs. With mm-hmm. behaviorism issues. So you're saying that maybe he's not uh, a special needs in terms of like a lower functioning intellect. He Maybe it's, he's just a troublemaker. Yeah, it's a nudge and a wink system in New York City public schools to get that kid out of your classroom by claiming that he needs developmental help. Well, uh, the lawyer, Ruth Hamilton, who, like you said, is not winning any popularity points on this program. This is the word of a special needs child with serious behaviorism issues. You know, that's Let what, me translate that, though. That means you have serious factual and proof problems. That's right. lawyer speak of saying it. Yeah, okay. Well, I think it's another way of saying the Daily News is a shitty newspaper. <laughs> I can't believe that they... Uh, I like the Daily. Oh, you I would, Jim. Yeah, I would, Ben. <laughs> man. Mr. I read anything in the post. By the way, Arturo Lopez was the man charged with murder now in the Times Square stabbing of Luis Martinez. It also should be noted that the victim, Martinez... Now, this is a this is the, the poo killing. Oh, Winnie. Yeah, uh, the, oh, by the way, Pat, the non Winnie the Pooh was uh, Arturo Lopez, homeless let me, guy. Let me. Can you flush this one out for me again? Because I listened to our last podcast and I think I got confused on the. Okay. End. Who stabbed who? Did Winnie Pooh stab somebody, or did Winnie Pooh get stabbed, or did Winnie First the Pooh all, actually not, not have anything it, to do with it? It isn't Winnie Pooh. It's Winnie the Pooh. I said Winnie the Pooh. You said Winnie Pooh five times in a row. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Look at me, I'm Pat. I'm well, special needs. Five one six two eight zero. This is this is the man you want mocking you in, in court. Arturo Lopez is the guy. He's he's not a. He, and he, Winnie the Pooh didn't stab anybody. It was a, a guy who they thought was it was they thought Winnie the Pooh stabbed somebody, but he didn't. Arturo Lopez charged with murder, and the guy who got stabbed, Luis Martinez. Now it, wait a minute though. How does that happen? We thought Winnie the Pooh stabbed somebody. Does Arturo Lopez happen to look quite a bit like a giant? cartoon bear well i think our joke at the time was uh just another guy with no pants and a red shirt <laughs> yeah, but, but we can look back uh, at that episode i believe it's two episodes back an excellent one excellent nate fritzen uh, was here nate fritzen and yourself 175 uh check it out the winnie the pooh uh murder and i i, I do the only other thing i want to say about this uh martinez had been so drunk that he had been taken to a hospital for being intoxicated. He refused to be treated. So this is the guy who stumbled into where the mascots hang out. Yeah, to, to like and the cabbie center for mascots. Yeah, and then the presumed, uh, the which, by the way, that should be a show. Absolutely. Mascot, uh, mascot, uh, mascot hang. Half yeah. an hour later, the guy's It's like stabbed. their cheers. A body of a communist historian, William Klinger, was found shot in the head and neck near a pool in Astoria Park. A chief of detectives, uh, Robert Boyce, he always gets all the great... Uh, 
yeah expository stuff two young ladies found him face down two bullet holes one in his neck and one to the head robert boyce will have all the coolest quotes uh, now alexander uh, bonish 49 arrested for the murder at his queen's apartment they're both croatian so no one cares uh he said that uh, he was charged with murder uh bonish and criminal possession of a weapon tampering with physical evidence because they saw him throwing clinger's belongings from his apartment they were close uh, Klinger was killed over a kiboshed real estate deal involving some property that Klinger was supposed to sell to Bonish. Not a, not a very common thing for a communist to be doing, dealing no. in real estate. Yeah. It's, uh, well, he's an expert on communist Oh, he's uh, not an actual history. communist. Well, he probably is. You yeah. know these people. Uh, hey, a very capitalist-minded <laughs> communist. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, that's, the end of the, that's the end of the damn show. No. So... Uh, you know, we're, we'll we'll come back with more crimes when, when they when they occur. I'm sure there's some more. We had I, I got a I got a story from Greg, uh, uh, listener Greg. Oh yes, Greg Steiner. You know him. Oh, yeah, I know. He's come to a couple of the live shows. He comes. He comes. Good to, guy. Anytime, anytime we're live, you you'll see Greg Steiner there. He's a great guy. He's, he he sent a story about it uh, from the 108th precinct, which is right over there in Long Island City, near the creek in the cave. Mm-hmm. Localized story that uh, a, 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 an off-duty cop uh, accused in, in another sexual assault of some sort. Just a young girl. It sounds like you know. Uh, we'll talk about that on the next episode, and then we have we have some other interesting stories. You know, the the, the beginning of, a, of the Eaton Pates trial. What do you think of uh, of, of the guy that they have now they're, they're, that they're putting on trial? We covered his uh, interrogation. It was uh, they were very friendly to him. Yes, to Mister, uh, I believe it's Hernandez, right? Yeah, I believe it is. Yes, uh, he's uh, well. What he says is, you know, he's got this really high pitched voice. He says, I, I killed him. I, I, stra- I strangled him. And I put him in a box. Indeed. Yes. I, I put him in a box. And then I carried him up a stairs on my shoulder. And they're like, On your shoulder? And he's, Yes. Uh, he also confessed it several times over the years to, like, he'd be like a church retreat. Yeah, people didn't even believe him. And they're like, Woo. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that, that's why one person testified as described in the paper. They said, we thought there was something wrong. And then the, the, who, the person testifying put their index finger next to their head and turned it in a circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, he's he's apparently really low functioning intellectually, and he's uh, they say it was a coerced uh, confession. What's That's your a- what's your sense on that? I mean, I don't know. I you know, Fishbein is an excellent attorney, and he's a hundred percent convinced that that the guy was a false statement, and he sounds like the kind of guy who's liable to make a false statement. He's low functioning. He's had a history of reporting that he was involved in this crime when no one really believed it. Mm. There also, what's really interesting in this case is Fishbein has an almost affirmative defense of putting forth, but look at all this other evidence against this other guy. Because if you remember, there's the, another in guy. The civil trial. Yeah, and they moreover they've been looking at another guy for committing this murder for quite some time. They've almost convinced themselves that it was him, and they never had the evidence. Right, and he's in prison on another uh, thing, so he's never getting out. Yeah. And he looks like a child molester. He he admits that he was a child molester in this other situation. He was familiar with the kid, and, you know, it's hard to believe he didn't do it, you know? This might become an expert's battle. What do, what do you mean by that? Because this is it's this isn't a not guilty by reason of insanity trial. Which in which case, even if uh, the the gentleman was acquitted, he would uh, still spend a good portion of his life in a mental institution. Mm-hmm. He's saying that my client's insane, which is why he confessed, not that he did it. So it's an actual defense, but he's going to have to bring in psychiatrists and false confession experts, of which there are some really good ones. Um, and really try to promote that. It's it's a very interesting defense, and I think it's a better defense than the Post and the Daily are really giving it credit for. I, just because he confessed, this is the kind of guy who is ripe for a false confession. Well, and they really like a guilty party, you know. And if he's not guilty, they really they, they don't want to come out championing uh, anybody. So they they're going to take the side of like uh, yeah. you know the law and order side. And and the guy did confess, so that's something that, that they can put in black and white. They run the video. I, w- I was watching the video. You can see it at, on our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page, New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon, and you find all links to all these stories there. And and you can also uh, join the group. Best of all, you know what? This is the easiest way to find all this stuff. PatDixonNYC.com. PatDixonNYC.com. You'll always have the latest episode of New York City Crime Report right there on the front page. 
And not only that, you'll have uh, dates where you can see me live in New York City. It's at Desperation Tonight, my show. That's at Caroline's. On Mondays at 7.30, last Tuesday of the month at The Stand. Now, those are both my shows. That means if you write me for tickets, it's the only way you can hear about this, just say, hey, Pat Dixon, uh, at, you know, write me through the website, sign up for whatever it is I'm asking you to do, but you know, go to the website, and, uh, and you can write me and say, look, I'd like to come to the show. And I'll I'll say sure. You know what? Maybe you're on the guest list. Maybe I'll appear this Monday. Really? Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll bring Julie down. We'll, we'll have a, we'll make a night of it. Well, you know what? That would be great. We do have some Crime Report fans already coming from another land. Oh yes, yes, we do. Well, if uh, you want, if you want, you want me to appear, right? But uh, I'm planning to right now. So all right. Well, then Jim Polk. I'm going to see how popular I am and where I'm popular. Appear. <laughs> Don't use this as a gauge. This is this is my well. You're only giving people a couple of days to make their plans. You got to really build it up. You well, know? I just I just want to see who would want to see me on the show. Write me even if you can't make it. Just let me know if you'd want to see me live. I'm doing a uh, not that I really do anything live. This is kind of the extent of what I do. I don't get on stage. No, you could they just look at you and meet you yeah, and say like take a card. This is kind of like what we th- yeah. He's drumming up business. You know, I'll have a selfie taken with me. Wow! Now that—that's that, all the rage, right? That's what the kids are doing—the selfies. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and that's that's who listens to the show. The kids, <laughs> <laughs> the kids around New York City. Also, we have a story on uh, coming up on on, on on probably the next episode, I guess. A, a guy robs a store right in Queens, and he has a uh, he robs it. It's a it's a, a the Muslim owner, and he says, "Hey, I'm a Muslim, so don't call the cops." He pulls up his shirt to, to reveal he has a, a tattoo that says Islam. Mm. And he says, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Muslim, too. So, you know, we got to look out for each other. See you later. He just stole money at <laughs> gunpoint. Uh, that's his way of uh, looking out I for his I guess tattoos aren't banned in Islam like they are in Judaism. I guess not. I, well, those those two religions are similar in some ways, different in many. And we don't have time to, to unwrap that little uh, puzzle right now. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you're enjoying the show. And we uh, appreciate... Uh, you know, you buying shit too. I have a shirt for sale. You can find all this at paddicksnyc.com. I hate to be a shill. No one's listening anyway. Once the show's over, it's a well. What do they the think? Shirt is for love. Well, I am personally in it for love. I don't know about you. I haven't done uh, it for love in years. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, the shirts you can get them for twenty five bucks. Uh, now you have to like uh, that, that's uh, really for anywhere in the country that'll be mailed to you. That's in the United States, continental, of course. Overseas, it costs a little more. So go to the website and find out. All right. I'm, now I'm tired of my own voice. I don't even think I'm here anymore. <laughs> I'm not even listening. Jim, give me the phone number one more it's time. It's five one six two eight zero nine zero three five. That's five one six two eight zero nine zero three five. Mazzy and Poke. You can also go to mazzypoke.com. M-A-Z-Z-E-I-P-O-L-K.com. Get some Ma- pictures of me. Making justice work for you. Come to Desperation tonight on a Monday. Would love to have you. And anytime you're in New York City, you know, look me up. I would be very happy to tell you. Even if you can't make it to those shows, where to see a good show, you know. You have a friend here in America's largest city, world's loneliest town. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Now he'll be masturbating in jail.